Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 98 O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth shall shall have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in the joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with a lyre, with a lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and all those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Isaiah chapter 49, verses 5 and 6. And now the Lord says, Who formed me in the womb to be a servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him? For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the end of the earth. Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 34. In Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort, as it was called. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed constantly to God. One afternoon, at about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he clearly saw an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and a devout soldier from the ranks of those who served him. And after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heavens opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again, a second time, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. 
Now, while Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision that he had seen, suddenly the men sent by Cornelius appeared. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Look, three men are searching for you. Now get up, go down, and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I'm the one you're looking for. What's the reason for your coming? They answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So Peter invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. On on Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and, falling at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up, I'm only a mortal. And as he talked with them, he went in and found that many had assembled. And he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago, at this very hour at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all the Lord has commanded you to say. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality. Good morning, and welcome to the fifth Thursday of Easter. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Ivansville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 98, Isaiah 49, and Acts 10. And Acts 10 reading is a pretty central text for understanding uh, the military uh, you know, imagery and importance in the New Testament. And we have Cornelius, who is um, a centurion. Um, and before we need to know a whole lot about Cornelius, it's important to point out what a, a centurion was. <clears throat> In modern parlance, a centurion was a, a high-ranking enlisted man. He was not an officer. Centurions, and uh, there's 10 centurions in a legion, but centuries and centurions could not often be kind of stand alone. Anyway, um, centurions could rise up the ranks from, you know, just a regular grunt, low-ranking, whatever, as soon as you get in. Um, and centurions, although they all had the same title, there were different ranks. So most of the the nine centurions in the legion would be the equivalent of a first sergeant. They'd be in command of a hundred men, um, and they rose through the ranks, and they would have been familiar with the unit, the century. Um, and a hundred isn't a whole lot of people. Um, 
as you, when you served, you served usually a 20 or 25 year term in the Roman Empire. And so you could rise ranks fairly easily. And then if you stayed in without injury, you'd probably spend most of your time as a century or a centurion. If you were the, the, the highest ranking centurion in the legion, you'd be the equivalent of a master sergeant and you'd be called the primus pilus, the first rank. Um, but it's important to point out they are, in fact, enlisted. The, the officers, or the equivalent of officers, were the tribunes and the, the legate. The tribunes, uh, there were six, six tribunes, five tribunes. I can't remember now. The tribunes were um, basically like lieutenants and captains. They were young men starting a political career, and they were responsible for the for two centuries and two um, centurions. But they were, you know, they, there's high turnover. They're on their way up like they didn't really, they didn't know the units like the centurions did. And so Cornelius is a, a high-ranking enlisted man, or he was, of the Italian cohort. And there's this really, there's two really good um, new, new as in uh, 2000, Hell, I think it's 2020. One was 2018, and another was 2020. Um, two academic works that talk about Luke and Acts and the function of the centurion. One by Laurie Brink and another by Alex Krichenko. Anyway, <clears throat> Cornelius is um, an enlisted man, and he's something that's called a righteous Gentile. Uh, when... In the New Testament, you hear this devout and God-fearing man. It's actually a, a, a title, a way of describing someone who did all the things to be Jewish, except perhaps circumcision and dietary restrictions. They they went to the synagogue, they stood outside and worshipped with the Jews, but they weren't fully Jewish. Um, and Cornelius, and it was true of Captain Marvel as well in Luke 7 and Matthew 8, um, that they often supported the synagogue financially. Um, they had The Romans had a lot of respect for the Jews because their religion was older than their own. And the age of of the, the Jewish religion fascinated the Romans. And so it wasn't uncommon to have Gentiles who sustained, you know, a small but thriving Jewish community, say, in Rome or uh, somewhere in Greece or the, the Aegean Peninsula, um, because these wealthy benefactors who, you know, for whom Judaism was little more than a hobby for some, um, but for Cornelius, he clearly actually cared. Um, he said he was praying at the hour of prayer at 1500, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's the afternoon prayer. That was the one that was most often performed by even nominal Jews because that was when you took a sacrifice to the temple, and that was essentially like a late lunch for the priests. And so this afternoon um, sacrifice also was accompanied by prayer, and it became known as the hour of prayer. Um, and so he's doing even more than just you know, supporting the local Jews, but also like engaging with them and taking on their life of faith as his own by going to um, daily prayer. 
And um, and it's this enlisted man, this first sergeant or maybe master sergeant, who provides this key for, for Peter to understand that God shows no impartiality and that the, the dietary restrictions would be lifted for um, the the Jewish community that was following Christ. And there's been some confusion because it says that he was from the Italian cohort. But as Laurie Brink points out in her uh, Luke Acts um, uh, academic work, um, it may very well be that this is, this, this is um, in the past tense, that he had been a member of the Italian cohort and that now he's retired or he's um, you know out of the military. After you completed your your term, um, twenty or twenty five years, you would be you would enter a five year retirement period, um, kind of probationary period, where you're essentially a reservist, um, and you could be called up to fight. You were um, expected to help train new soldiers wherever it was that you went, but you would be given land and money. And some of it, it was your money that you saved up throughout your time, and you kept it with the unit's, you know, treasurer. Um, and so the the Cornelius may very well have been a part of the prestigious Italian cohort, um, and then finished his term of service and decided that he wanted to live in Caesarea in the province of Judea because he clearly had a thing for the Jewish faith. Um, so that's a little bit about Cornelius. Um, I want to uh, thank uh, my listeners for their prayers. As you can tell, I sound like shit, but I don't feel nearly as bad as I sound. If I did, I probably would not be able to record this morning. Um, but I, I wanted to get back on the horse and try and um, just muscle through a recording and, and kind of uh, get myself going again. But um, the exhaustion and the headaches are gone. Now I've just got to kind of get this throat stuff cleared out and the the COVID uh, vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine symptoms, side effects are hopefully starting to die down. So I appreciate uh, your prayers um, and your patience uh, for all the uh, the episodes I missed recording this week. But I appreciate you staying with me and I'm sure it will only get better from here. A prayer for all sorts and conditions of people from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all humanity, we humbly beseech you for all sorts and conditions of people that you would be pleased to make your ways known to them, your saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for the Holy Church Universal, that it may be so guided and governed by your good spirit that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to your fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, 
hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.